everybody and welcome to Love Letters, a podcast about the games, shows and movies most important to us. I'm your host, Jesse Munro, and in this episode, I'm joined by a very special guest. You may know her as the Halloween horror, the scream queen, a Gretchen ghoul, the Wendigo, a nefarious phantasm that haunts the night, the bride of Satan himself. She also loves hockey and animals. It's Lauren Graddon. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I am tired. It's been a day. We're recording on like daylight savings time, so it, it's bright outside, and we're trying to film a spooky episode. Yeah, it's we're trying to make happening. it all like dark and yeah. Moody um, and, my yeah. whole reason I come on this podcast is just to hear how you're going to introduce me because that's my favorite part. It's getting trickier the more like I have repeat <laughs> guests on. Look, at one point you're like, yeah, it's yeah. Lauren. Whatever. <laughs> it's her again, guys. Fuck, yeah. we're talking about Jumanji this time. Fuck. Um, no, I'm going to make you do greater and greater every time. All right, I'm going I'm to have to uh, really push myself. But uh, what's what's been new with you? It, it, is, your, it is your month. You are the, my friend my who month. loves Halloween the most. She loves all things spooky and scary and skeleton-y. How are you celebrating? I am thriving honestly i'm not celebrating the way i normally do normally i do 31 for 31 do you know what that is watch 31 spooky movies yes correct um not that i've ever made it all the way through um because it's quite difficult um <laughs> but i haven't i you know what i got to like the 16th and i was like oh i forgot to do 31 for 31 this year haven't watched many scary movies did go see saw um, normally we decorate for Halloween every year. I haven't done that this year. I've just been really busy. I know. I'm so disappointed in myself, but my yearly tradition is to always get the Halloween Krispy Kremes, yes. which I just got this week. So I'm finally starting to feel the spirit coming back into me. The ones that everyone else tries to exercise and I'm just like <laughs> bringing them back. <laughs> I yes. have some good news for you because I did post recently a, um, so like, I like Halloween, uh, but my partner Sophie gets gets mad into it. Like she's got a pumpkin ready. Um, we have we bought a skeleton. Oh yes, I carved a pumpkin. Oh yeah, I saw that you did that last week, didn't you? I've never done that before. Yeah, um, I did it on the weekend. I've never carved a pumpkin before. This is my first time ever, and it was the most fun ever. Did it go well? It did actually. It was easier than I thought. Like it's hard, but it was still easier than I thought. And I I honestly want to do it every day. But turns out pumpkins are expensive. Pumpkins are expensive. Anything you buy by weight yeah. is really expensive. I learned this in such a weird way. And I'll get back to my story about a sponge at a moment. But I learned this a hard way. This is years and years ago. One of my friends uh, broke up with his partner. And he was a bit bummed out. So I bought him a consolation watermelon. I just want to buy him a watermelon. He could eat the watermelon, you know, have, have a good time. You know, I don't know. <laughs> No, my logic was behind that. that. Yeah, that's definitely a you thing. I went into the like fruit market. It's like watermelon, uh, four dollars a kilo. I'm like, oh fuck yeah, four dollar watermelon. Now, as you can tell by my watermelon story, I'm not very smart. This thing costs like thirty five dollars. Yeah, wow. See, I've never bought a watermelon. Don't. I've never bought one either. I wouldn't know. (laughs) I'm never going to now. Honestly. That's put me off watermelon. I don't like them anyway. So. It's mainly water. It, right? How are they? Oh, well, I suppose that is how they're that heavy, but still, it's ridiculous. Yeah, part, like pumpkins are like 11 to $18. Um, Back to my good news for you, though. I posted a picture of, um, uh, I'm hoping all listeners, I look, I, I, there are some classy listeners to this podcast, okay? We <laughs> upper echelon. Um, of course. Not many, but they are dedicated. You would know what a scrub daddy is. You know, the premium cleaning product. The sponges that go hard in know. cold water and soft in warm water. Shark Tank. You know, the the biggest thing to come out of Shark Tank. A, a modern day miracle. Yeah, it is the biggest thing to come out of Shark they Tank. They release Halloween ones. And I posted them online and I've got like 10 messages from people being like, where the fuck did you get these? We bought them online and they cost heaps. You have to yes. ship here, you know. Hermetically sealed, these things are precious. Apparently, you can also get them from the reader shop for 15 bucks. Um, that's a game changer because when I saw that, that literally changed my whole mood for the month. I was like, all right, yeah. I officially need to go and find the Halloween version of every product. Like, if Scrub Daddy's doing it, what else is doing it? I'm sure other little weird brands are doing it. I wouldn't have expected Scrub Daddy. So, yeah. what else is doing it? 
Um, I've always wanted a scrub daddy and I don't have one. So I was super excited when you posted that because I was like, well, now obviously it's the perfect time to get it. Saw the price, changed my mind. So now I'm going to be going to the reject shop because you just made my day again. A few people commented saying it's about 15 bucks. You get a little Frankenstein, you get a ghost and you get a pumpkin. Amazing. And they last it's for ages. So cute. Um, of course, yeah, I uh, didn't even know the bit about the hot and cold water until oh, recently. They're I just amazing. thought they were cute. Um, love letters, of course, brought to you by our good friends over at Scrub Daddy. Scrub Daddy, <laughs> the sponge you can scrub with. Now, we are here to talk about a film, a spooky film. I mean, who who else am I going to get on to talk about a horror film? Uh, this, I'd be offended if you'd actually got someone else. <laughs> I compare this series, this franchise of horror films, to the horror equivalent of Fast and Furious. They stop making sense, but it's just about the vibes in general. Of course, we're talking about 2004's Thor, um, directed and written by James Wan and Lee Whannell. Two Aussies. Starring... (laughs) I don't want to say starring because that implies acting. (laughs) But uh, Carrie Owls is in it who... Even Princess Bride, it's just such a strange link. Look, I, I could go on about this film, but I want to get your take. What is Saw? Man, I love Saw. It's my favorite horror franchise. And as Jesse... Favorite. Yes, as Jesse mentioned, I am a horror stan. So that's a big call for it to be my favorite. Um, it is essentially a series of movies where the villain, if you will, I will uh, not. basically traps people. <laughs> traps people and every single movie is just about these elaborate um, traps. And that's all it is. It's just gore and it's great. Have you thought you just like people seeing people get hurt? Absolutely. 100%. I have considered enough. that. <laughs> this franchise is about uh, John Kramer, a.k.a jigsaw who gets people in all sorts of uh, all sorts of wacky situations and puzzles to teach them the value of life it's a flawed theory he has uh, he's a bit of a hypocrite at times but he also these stories um are told in a bit of a non-linear sense there's a lot of re- uh referring mm. back to previous films uh yeah, there seems to be a theme about me and Jesse with uh, <laughs> talking on episodes about shows that have non-linear <laughs> timelines. Oh, uh, yeah, this is this basically is the evolution of the last episode we did about Lost, which you can find on all good podcasting services, because this film is non-linear and has half the cast of fucking Lost in it, apparently. <laughs> it really does. It's the horror equivalent of Lost. That's clearly why I love it so much. Jacob and Miles... Look, we don't need to talk about the actors' names. I can't remember them. But they're in this, and no, when I you see them, you can't them. not see them as well, because Miles, of course, plays no, a spiky it dude in so X-Men. Happy when I see them. I'm like, ah, it's Miles! <laughs> we don't see him see him for long, but Thor itself, the, no. the first film in this franchise, it was a massive moment for horror films. Because this, to me, I know people are going on about The Nun, but The Nun's done nothing, done nothing for me. Wow. Thor seems to be the last big horror franchise to really kick off uh, paranormal activity as well. Uh, it started off so many different tropes. Uh, it is so referenced in pop culture. It is. It has become like a horror standard, basically. But the film kicks off with these two gentlemen wake up in a a bathroom, chained to the pipes. There's a body in the middle of the room. They're holding a gun. The body's got the back of its head blown out. Uh, and there's a voiceover that comes on and says, "Hey." You guys, you dirty dogs are fucked. Uh, there's, there's poison. You know, you got to get out. Or you're going to be trapped in here forever. He's a saw. The titular saw. Good luck. Uh, this film was originally shown at the Sundance Film Festival. It got such a good reception uh, that it was picked up pretty quickly by Lionsgate. But it was originally going to be straight to video. Um, however, it tested really well. Because... look. I have thoughts about Saw as a franchise. Saw 1 is pretty good. I remember seeing it when I was a bit younger. And I'm like, yeah, this is good. This is tension. Fuck, it's so edgy. Would I cut my legs off? Yes, sure. I, maybe I'll do that regardless. When you saw... How old were you when you first saw Saw? I was young. I Well, like, when I say young, I was probably about 15. 
which I I'm saying young because like I was really scared of horror movies when I was younger. Like yes. I know you look at me and you're like, how, what, why? Um, so I think when I first watched Saw, I actually was not really into horror movies that much. But I don't consider it a horror movie. Well, I do. But, like, it's more of a gore movie. It's not scary. It's gory. So, yeah, I like. I liked it. But weirdly enough, I'm not the biggest fan of Saw 1. Really? Okay, this is what, this is what we're going to differ. Because I'm when I first... We're going to differ so much in this whole thing. 100%. Look, it's a bad good movie or a good bad movie i can't really decide <laughs> but i remember when i first saw it because look spoilers ahead for Thor. oh I guess. yeah all of them <laughs> there is a big twist at the end where it re- gets revealed that the uh the person who you think's pulling the strings old mate jacob from lost he isn't he's part of a, of a bigger more elaborate game and the body in the middle of the room has been john kramer the whole time laying there somehow not breathing or you know whatever sneezing coughing uh, and of then course, he, as he you gets do. up, but he traps traps one of them in the room. That's actually Lee Lee Winnell, the the writer yes. of the film. They trap him in there, and you see him in a later film, just so cool. a skeleton, which I quite like. Uh, and the, yes, the, I love that too. The guy who um, escapes, uh, Doctor Lawrence Gordon, does cut off his leg and stuff like that. But you also see there is a kind of a subplot, I guess, about his his family and how these two are linked together. And I remember like all the pieces of the puzzle. <laughs> I get it. Coming together at the end <laughs> of the film, just feeling like, I'm like, you can't, you can't do this. Is this allowed? Like you've just seen the most, at that age, you've seen some of the most gory stuff you've ever seen before. Uh, depends on what parts of the internet used to go on as a, as a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what you grew up on. Yeah, exactly. But you'd see it on the, on the big screen and it has this twist and it just felt like, Felt like such an adult film. I, speaking yeah. of adult films, I need to make a point here. I watched this film again yesterday on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, you sick fucks. <laughs> Every film there has like We have to write to them. I'm going to. Like, you know, you watch like um say Jumanji. Why have I brought up Jumanji twice? And it would have like action adventure, <laughs> family friendly kind of thing. For Thor, it wrote it had suspense and erotic. <laughs> I boned up like twice. <laughs> watching it but i wouldn't Not, call it right i really want to know who wrote that uh i just i've got so many questions for that person because there is a one lot guy, of things they could have picked there's one guy in like the office just wearing like a gimp mask and he's just typing away it's like oh, oh my god yes i just really like yeah. the film he's like i thought i thought that was why everyone liked the saw franchise because it's so erotic so what differentiates Saw from the other horror films that you, you've seen? Or was, like you said, you were quite young at the time. Is this sort of what kicked off your love for horror? No, actually. Um, well, there's so many things. Okay, so I'm going to start with, and I don't know if we're going to agree on this topic or not, but the reason why I think it's different to every other horror movie I've ever seen is because you, or maybe just me, is rooting for the villain. I am an absolute jigsaw, John Kramer, Stan. I feel empathy towards him. I oh, love him. Okay, we wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I thought you meant you right, liked not, him. Not... No, no, you said empathy. That's recorded. Okay, call the... Not all the time. Mm. Not all the time. But, like, I think he has a weird mission and he might not be going about it the right way but i like that he is giving people the chance in life i don't think he knows the definition of chance (laughs) he's giving them a chance like these people need to just do the work but it's like okay we're gonna spoil some of the later saw films sometimes i'll go on youtube and i'll just type in saw traps and i watch them i don't know look i should speak to a therapist about it i think a lot of people do that but there's one trap (laughs) where i think there's like a Oh, there's like a, a married couple or an ex or whatever. Two people who were together mm-hmm. at one point. And she has like knives through her that go into him. <laughs> and the whole thing is that if she removes them, oh, yeah. she will live, but his like arteries will explode and he'll die. Um, mm-hmm. And the whole thing is like, Susan, the reason for this is because you didn't leave your husband when he was abusive. That's not helping, Jigsaw. Are you fucking kidding me, mate? 
Like, look, okay, sometimes he misses the mark. A little bit. You were the cleaner at the hospital that I was at. You didn't clean the bathroom very well. And then he, uh, you remove his knees. Like, come on. Yeah, no, he definitely has missed the mark. Like, there are definitely some controversial victims he's picked, um, including Amanda. Amanda uh, from who Becca. I have a whole... From, oh, yeah, 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 right? Just superstars. Superstars all around. I'm not going to throw around the term superstar for any of the actors in this film. <laughs> the, we'll get to the acting in a moment. Oh, wow. yeah, it's bad. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I think that it's... And because there's a twist at the end of every movie, like, obviously I know that horror movies, like, a lot of them do have a twist, but these ones feel very, like you said, like an adult movie, like very sophisticated. Like, you're. I think that... In the horror genre, it's so saturated with crap. It's so saturated with B-grade movies um, and just absolute trash that when you find a movie or a plot that's executed so well, it's really surprising and it really stands out. I think, look, I, I give Thor a lot of shit, but when I look back, it is one of the best horror films of the last few decades. It, it is really, really good. I mean, again, the team behind it, James Wan, when did Fast and Furious and the new Aquaman film, uh, Lee Winnell, yeah, I didn't know awesome. he directed Invisible Man, which is, in my opinion, the best horror film of the last few decades. I loved Invisible Man. Oh my gosh. I really want to watch that. I haven't watched Have it Have you yet. not? Oh my, can you please watch and it week so we can discuss it? That is so good. It was the last film I saw before lockdown, and if it was the last film that I watched in, in a cinema, I would be okay with that. I really? I'm obsessed it. with Oliver Jackson Cohen, so to be honest, that's the only reason I want to watch it. I also think Elizabeth Moss is an incredible actor. I love Elizabeth so, Moss. There is a scene in a yeah. restaurant in that film which is just beautiful. It's so so well done. I don't know why I haven't watched it. Yeah, that that is that is surprising. But yeah, like th- this film does feel like it's set apart from from the rest and it can get contrived in some of the sequels but this as as its own thing <sighs> was just really good i'm still surprised by the whole um thing that you you empathize love <laughs> well, I, I idolize john kramer oh no that, okay no need to correct yourself we've <laughs> missed the very crucial part of the plot uh john kramer has cancer yeah okay hold up <laughs> Not a reason to talk to people. <laughs> Awful. No, no, no. Awful thing. It's not. Happened. <laughs> I'm not. Look, okay. listeners, I'm not advocating it. Lauren is. <laughs> that wasn't an excuse, but I, I think that's what I mean by I empathize with the character. There's like times when you're like, wow, he's going through such an awful time. I really, I cried with him in the newest oh movie. Oh, okay. Like, I, I haven't seen Thorax yet. I was hoping to see it by now. But I definitely. Oh man! This is like saying, "Oh, I saw Jeffrey Dahmer twist his ankle." Poor guy. Like, come on. <laughs> that's not... Yeah, he's got cancer. He's just that an old man. He is. Do you uh, watch, did you ever watch um, Seinfeld? Uh, a little bit. Uh, so, uh, what's that thing? Tom Bell. He is yeah. the um, video store clerk that Kramer fights. So I rewatched Seinfeld a few years ago, and I'm like, oh my god! I mean, you rewatch Seinfeld, you can see all these actors where they kind of got their start and everything like that. And I'm sure Tobin Bell's done. Yeah, like being super he's, young. Yeah, he sings as well. I saw him some videos of the films. Wow, put the old, put good the old on him. Um, and look, knowing how you, it's going to bring you to tears. You absolutely idolize him, and you know everything he represents in these films. Okay, let's let's get to his reasoning, okay? Because we've kind of danced around it. So he has uh, an operable <laughs> cancer. Which at one point becomes operable, but we won't touch on that. He has cancer and he's got like, you know, the doctor didn't give him proper care and, you know, this person did that and this person opened the door and hit somebody. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Just medical maladies, the shit that happens. Um, and he, he blames them for, for kind of all the ills in his life at that moment. Now, these people aren't necessarily good. Um, so the doctor's having an affair. The um, other guy, uh, what's his name, Adam, is like a PI, like a private investigator, and he's like stalking him, mm-hmm. which I don't think he probably should have been punished as much. I don't mm-hmm. quite get that. Um, and he, yeah, he's questionable, questionable ones. And he, he, he's going to torture the people to, to teach them like sort of the value of life, but it does get to the point where 
in later films, he has like copycats and acolytes and stuff like that who who twist his message. Yeah, so a key point of the traps is you can so every one of the traps they have a really, really horrifically brutal way to die, and also a really, really even more horrifically brutal way to live. So he always gives them a time limit. He tells them how to win and pass the trap and survive. It normally will leave them horrifically maimed for the rest of their life. Yeah. Uh, but he gives them a chance. Oh my god, you would become Amanda so quickly. <laughs> like, I actually hate sh- Amanda so yeah. much. Yeah, because you She's wish such you a were her. Little stare. <laughs> he he would be putting the reverse bear trap on you. He's like, oh, do you want a hand with it? Like, can I help with this in any way? I get Look, what you're going through. He's definitely made some mistakes, and he's definitely made some very, very poor choices with his victims. Like in the second movie, one of the kid, like, there's a kid that is in the room. Oh. Like, so I, like, in some of them, it's less people. Some of them, it's just one-on-one. But in the second movie, it's, like, five people all in this one. I think five people all in this one house together. Um, house. It's not a house. Um, anyway, and one of them's a kid. And, like, he's only in there as, uh, like, basically a hostage because the the kid's dad is a cop that, like, framed people, I guess. And I'm trying to remember. But um, anyway, so the kid didn't do anything wrong at all. He doesn't know why he's there. Um, but basically everyone finds out that, like, I think because there's a picture placed in the house with the kid and his dad and all the other people are like, oh, my God, your dad is the one that arrested me. Um, and all these people have beef with his dad. So they start turning against the kid. The kid did nothing wrong. And the only reason he's in there is basically because the dad is a cop and he is trying to, like, rescue everyone, of course, because, like, Jigsaw is playing the video of what he's doing to everyone. Like, the police are aware that Jigsaw is torturing these people. So this cop guy is going out there to try to save them. And Jigsaw is literally just using the kid as, like, haha, I got your kid, dude. And you empathise with that character. (laughs) God damn. That poor little kid. Look, you need to have seen... Does Jigsaw Does he ever speak to the kid? Latest movie. Does he ever what? Does he ever speak to the kid in number two? Uh, no, I don't believe so, but he does get saved. Okay. Uh, you know what? I think we need to start a thing. I think you and I need to eventually just go through all the Soul films because I have questions about that. I really want it to be like a little Jimmy. Do you know why you're here? You didn't eat broccoli <laughs> last night. No, yeah, I can't. Re- I just rewatched it, but I have such terrible memory with movies that every time I watch them, it's brand new. In, in original Soul. OG Saw, original flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, there is also the whole plot with like the detectives uh, trying to find out who the jigsaw killer is. They call him the jigsaw killer because uh, he cuts out little jigsaw pieces out of people's skin and meat, and it's a bit gross and probably unnecessary. So cute. Uh, and there's been other deaths and and witnesses and everything like that. So we did uh, mention Amanda, Amanda from Breck Becker, as I've got her in my notes. She was kidnapped at one point. She had probably the most iconic uh, trap attached to her face, the reverse bear trap, which is wired to her jaw. Yes. And uh, she has to cut a fella open, get a key in order to, to get out. Got a few problems with that. That guy, the guy on the floor who's awake, but she mm-hmm. thinks he's asleep and she just stabs the shit out of. Uh, how was he going to get out? Like, what was his test? Yeah, see, like, here's where I'm saying he misses the mark sometimes. There was no, I don't think there was any explanation of what that guy had done wrong. No, but I mean, even if there was, like, how does he get out? Like, what was his test? Yeah, correct. Like, that guy was just, he was just a pig to the slaughter. Like, he had no chance. Um, But I actually think she had it pretty easy, to be honest, compared to a lot of them. Like, all she had to do was kill someone else. As far as she knew. Like, she didn't have to maim herself. Fuck, you said that so easily. She doesn't have to kill somebody else. It's fucking easy. <laughs> she calls it the worst day of her life. I call it a Tuesday. In comparison, in comparison to a lot of the other traps. I'm worried how quickly you, you would stab me <laughs> to get a fucking key. <laughs> we concerning- need to watch these movies together and discuss every single trap in detail as we're watching it. So what other traps are in in this one? Because, yeah, re- reverse bear trap, the, the bathroom, and we'll get we'll break that down in a moment. Were there other traps in this one? No, so that's why I 
I find the first movie, to be honest, to be pretty crap and boring. It's really slow. Um, I prefer the other movies because of the traps. Like in the first movie, there's really not, they're flashing back to other traps. Yes. Um, but that's about it. Like they don't, it's just two guys in a room. And to be honest, it's about an hour of dialogue of the two most insufferable men that oh I've ever Oh my God. The acting with. is so, so bad. So it's look, so Lee Winnell, bad. Lee Winnell's a writer. He shouldn't have been acting in the film. Um, and he is just a whingy little bitch in the film. And look, yes, I oh, know he's tied so up and stuff like that, but he still complains a bit more, much. Oh, um, no, like, okay, my whole, like, my whole review of the movie could be one guy complains way too much and one guy is way too calm. He's too calm until the end where he needs to act and emote when his family is kidnapped. Uh, and then old mate Lawrence <laughs> is like, I'll kill you. I'll kill you all. It's, it is such, he sounds like a Batman cosplayer. He's trying to <laughs> do this bat, like, really deep, gruff voice, but he just sounds like such a yeah. clown. But there's a point where he's yelling at the guy over the phone, and then his wife, his name's, like, Maria, something like that, and his voice just changes so quickly, because he's like, I'll kill you if I find you. I'll kill you. Marie? Is that you? <laughs> it, it's it's so It's so bizarre. bad. Um, also, can we touch on one point? So, these two, um, Adam and Lawrence, um, wait, is it? Yes. Yeah, Lawrence, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's Lawrence Gordon, yeah. They need to work together to solve <sighs> these various puzzles involving keys and saws and, and what have you. Uh, mm-hmm. And two-way mirrors. Why can't these <laughs> throw? <laughs> I love that when Jesse and I were talking about doing this episode, the first thing that we both said to each other is, wow, what a shit throw. That we this said guy that made once, to the other guy. And it keeps happening. I didn't realize that it, it just yes happening. Because at the start, it's you actually so think pathetic. there's pathetic. There's a part at the start that has some like good logic in it where uh Adam gets a tape record has a tape recorder, and Lawrence is like, throw that to me. He's like, No, throw me your tape, because I'll break this. That's smart. That is yes. clever. That, right, is, that yeah. is logical. And it but makes again, sense because when he throws his tape, he just smashes it against the wall. It's like, yeah, good thing you didn't fucking throw the tape recorder, champ. The only thing that they throw well is a cigarette. They're in such a small room. Like, okay, I will say, me and Jesse, probably not the two most athletic and coordinated people yeah. you're ever going to meet in your life. Dare you. <laughs> okay, these people are in a tiny room. They're maybe three, me- maybe four meters apart. And they can't even throw a small light object to each other. Like, he misses by, like, a good meter. Yeah. It's I'm like, what so are you bad. doing? There's something so unlike. Maybe that's why you like Jigsaw, because every other character in the film is just a clown. I think so, too. It's like they're so insufferable that I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah, good on him. Get rid of them. There is. I mean, look, I before when you said that you empathize with them, when you said you you were rooting for him, I kind of got what you meant because you do, as a viewer, you do want the trap to go off. No one says, hey, I wonder what happens if the reverse pair trap stays as it is. You wonder, what does it do when it closes? Okay, like, exactly. I, I can understand that part. Um, so, And I'm, I'm, it's only for the victims that, like, have genuinely done bad things, like, being really corrupt police officers and framing people or like just corrupt shitheads like committing larceny and stuff like that or like cheating on their partners like yeah get rid of them but yes. again like i'm saying they all have a chance to live i, I don't think they do honestly <laughs> like even lawrence like he cuts his he cuts his leg off in in what is one of the most iconic moments in cinema it's it is intense and mm-hmm. i've watched this film like five oh, yeah. times it's still hard mm-hmm. to watch because it's just it's very yeah. uh Ooh, i love it <laughs> oh, yeah just, it, it, gets you love like, it. it gets you like the reptile part of your brain and you sort of, uh like yeah i know he doesn't die because he goes outside and he 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 puts his stump leg against like a hot pipe and it cauterizes the wound and then he becomes the new jigsaw with his new leg because he learnt lessons about how life is worth living. Thank you, Jigsaw. See, and now he's like so grateful for life. <laughs> no, he's not, because all he does is go to fucking Bunnings every weekend and buys the cheapest, nastiest, rusted metal. 
gross traps. <laughs> we'll get to the traps in a moment. Um, can you, as best you can, can you try and... So there are 10 Thor films, and then there's a spin-off with uh, Chris... Yeah, Rock, Chris Rock. Chris Rock, which is baffling, called Spiral. I haven't seen it, but I did watch all the traps. Uh, can you explain to me the sort of through line... Let's leave Saw X out of it because it is still relatively new. Uh huh. Kind of tell me, tell us what is the through story of Saw? Jesse, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought I knew what was going on. <laughs> and only since Saw, <laughs> Saw X came out did I realize that I was poorly mistaken. You see, when I watch a movie, I am there for the visuals. Um, when, well, when I watch Saw, I'm there for the traps, baby. I want the gore. That's about all I care about. And then the plot, is that's a bonus, okay? Somehow, like, I... All right, I'm a little ADHD. I send, tend to miss some details. I had no idea that the series isn't linear. So... Neither did okay, I. Saw 4. <laughs> okay, good. Because apparently it's really obvious. And, like, my partner Kyle was telling me this. And he was like... Yeah, no, that's why they put this bit in this movie to tell you that that was, like, before all these events happened. And so, like, he was telling me... So, basically, Saw 4 is my favourite movie out of the series. Saw 3 and 4 are my two favourites, but mostly Saw 4. So, I can't... It, like I said, Saw is, like, Fast and Furious. I can't remember what they are. Yeah, no, Unless, that's fair. So, what's, like, the big trap in 4? Because then I'll remember it. Um... Well, that's the thing. I don't really remember too much of the traps of four. I remember like three and four because they were like a big step up from one and two in was terms it with of the like acid? four and the and the kid yes, pulls the lever that's... and kills the guy with like oh, the that's... acid thing. Well, there is acid in one of them. Um, I'm not sure about that one, but Saw Four is the one where he's spoiler, he's dead. Okay, <laughs> and I still thought that he was not dead. Like, they're literally, the whole plot of Saw 4 is that they are performing an autopsy on him. But because there's so many flashbacks and, like, flash forwards, I just thought that, like, okay, because like Jesse said at the start, his, his cancer's, like, inoperable, but then it's operable. But then, like, you know, so there's, like, this bit where they're, like, performing an autopsy on him, and I'm like, yeah, but it's it's Saw, like, a short, uh, he's going to be alive again. You know, like, it just... There's going to be a film. No, Saw so, 11 is going to be like, oh, we found the cure for cancer. <laughs> it's torturing others. He's fine yeah, now. Yeah, so like, and because the traps are like always continuing. So I was like, it's clearly not his real body. Like, he clearly is not really dead. I just didn't think he was really dead. And then, no, he is. And so everything after that movie is all set in the past. Like, it's all set. And I'm pretty sure most of them are set in between two and three. Confusing. Yeah, Some gonna, of them are set even before one. I'm going to have to go back and watch these. So you were saying that you like gory films as a whole. Saw mm. has a lot of uh, cheap knockoffs. Did you get into any of them? Like, do you watch like a Hostel or anything like that? I did, yeah. So to be honest, I'm not as into it anymore. Like, so when I was younger and getting into, and when I say younger, I mean like 18-ish, um, I was super into gore. Um, and I really loved gory movies, but I think it's because I was so desensitized because I was watching them all the time. But when you don't watch them all the time, uh, I, I got a bit past that desensitization. And now I'm not like, I'm not as into it anymore. Although Saw is like the only exception. I love it. Um, but yeah, I was watching some really messed up stuff, to be honest. <laughs> um, I did like Hostel. Uh, but yeah, no, like, it's not something I'd really go for now, to be honest. Okay, I'm just going to ask, what's the most fucked up film you've watched? Well, oh, I think it's, like, <laughs> Cannibal Holocaust. Is- oh, yeah, okay, no, at least you've gone with a classic. <laughs> okay, no, but pretty bad. But, like, um, oh, there was another one. God, I wish I could remember what it's called. I think, like, just one's, like, uh, B-grades. Yeah. But, like, trying to be really gory, but going really sick ways about it, that actually make you feel like it wasn't just because of the gore. You're like, no, I think there's something wrong with the guy that made this movie. And that's that's the really weird line where in people who don't like gory films are just like these two are psychopaths. And yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but there is a, a really weird line that I draw, like, Thor I can watch and kind of enjoy because it feels like everyone involved in that film is suffering. The bad people are suffering, the, in your eyes, the good guy is suffering, Jigsaw himself. But when you watch a film like yes. Hostel, I've seen a few scenes and it's like, it's that whole trope of like, oh, the rich people are watching. I saw this whole thing of like a guy gets his face cut off. It's like, and these p- rich people are like picking what punishments he gets. It's like, uh, this just feels. Oh, for some reason, yeah. it feels more no, gross. I don't like that either. Uh, yeah, it does. Now, I brought up spinoffs and ripoffs for a reason because I do have a little bit of a surprise for you. Have you heard of the Christian remake of Saw? No, but it sounds like my night's plans are sorted. It's called The Reconciler. It has one one star on IMDb. However, a lot of ten star ten star reviews from um from uh from Christians. So the film it starts relatively similar way. Okay, you got our heroes Smitty and Ed. They wake up in you would think a dirty bathroom. No, no, it's a very clean little warehouse that actually has multiple rooms. They're not chained to the floor. There's also a working bathroom behind a door. So it's more of a living quarters that they wake up in, but the door's locked. Okay, you got to remember the, the, the door is locked. Um, of course. It cuts back between them and a, a detective slash reporter. I couldn't quite make out from these various videos that I watched about it. Her <laughs> mission given to her by... Uh, by a former wrestler of completely uh, Rowdy Roddy it's Piper, I think Kane, it was. It? Okay. No, no. I was like, wow, Kane's in multiple horror movies? <laughs> this is his last film, and you can't understand a word he says in this. But he gives it, like, one last case to find it. Like, why Why aren't people talking about God anymore? What's happening there? So she goes around, and she speaks to, like, a, a child who died but came back. Um, uh-huh. and. You know, she had a message for the report. So it's got paranormal aspects too. Oh, wow, yeah. that sounds great. Um, I can't believe it only got one star. And like, she's like, oh, God, let me live to tell you that he misses you or something. Like to the reporter, there's a woman who gives $35 million to the church um, for some reason. And then the reporter such detective goes home, reads the Bible and cries. In no way is that subplot connected to the main plot, what I can tell. The main plot of these Incredible. two guys in in the room, they start talking. The acting is very much worse than Saul, which is quite the effort. Wow. Um, they do find... Yeah, that is an effort. You would think a big part of Saul is they find a body. There's a body in the room. They find... Uh-huh. A body. Hey. Oh, so wow. It did a yeah. trunk. So they put up this trunk. Taken the whole, yeah, and they've the taken body, the whole plot. Oh, yeah. There's a body in a bag. And they open the bag up. Oh. And he's alive. It is oh. Smitty's brother, who he hasn't spoken to in oh, years. Okay? Poor Smitty. So then you got Smitty, Ed, and this t- twin brother. And they're trying to work out what, what, what the girl is. And then it starts cutting to some other stories. Um, you have two cops who have been locked in their car. They could smash a window. They could go through the boot. They have guns. I'm sure they could get out of the car, but they are locked yeah. In the These bickering, bickering two two partners. And then you have this father strong and son. police officers that right. can, You want strong, yeah. the father and son taking a hike together. They wake up on a they wake up on a mountain. Okay. They're chained to each other. Each other. The dad, big, burly army man. The boy, just a little wimpy, Stunner. stringy dude. What do all these situations have in common? Yes, it's about disconnected families. These people just don't. <laughs> I was going to say disconnection okay? from God. Well, yes, it's because they have lost their way with God and they don't speak to their families anymore. So the reconciler oh, yes. has joined them together and said, "You don't. You've been bad. You better speak to each other, or else there will be no real consequences." So in the room that they're trapped in. See, I'm not going to lie. You're actually selling this movie to me. I really want to watch it. Um, uh, look. So do I. Let, let's let's organize that. <laughs> Uh, the, the guys in the room, they have a week's worth of food uh, and you find out the brothers don't speak anymore because one of them lost their way. You lo- Brother, you lost your way. Oh my God. He hasn't gone to church for two years. <gasps> and he's like, but he's like, but he's like, I don't go to church, but I tell you what, I worship in other ways, okay? There's no like sin or anything like that. There's a murder. There's nothing, nothing, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. No, he just He's like, I, I just, I read my Bible every night. I just don't feel the need to go to church. The... Right. Uh, the two cops, they used to be the best partners, but they keep on on bickering. And they get their little recorder, like Saw, 
And they're, they're told, you know, <laughs> rip off. Build with your instincts and Stacy, you have your street smarts. You used to keep this community safe, but now you're constantly bickering and you're not doing as good a job. You guys will solve your differences and you reel it out. And the father and son, you know, the father goes goes to war and he kind of looks down at the son for being a bit weak. And the, the son's like, where's my dad? He's abandoned me and stuff like that. They, they have to climb to the top of this mountain, chained together to get the key. Now they're in public. Okay, they're on a on a public walking trail. They could just leave. Wow. They could just walk away. There's a scene where the dad tries to smash the chain with a rock, this big army dude, and he gives it like a slight little tap. He's like, oh, no, this is the strongest steel that God can make. Anyway, like, ah. the good thing is, you know, these obviously these situations get resolved. The brothers start talking to each other. Okay, they embrace Beautiful. these two cops. This think, sounds like a really wholesome movie. Oh, these two cops, it's just like, hey, Maybe we should stop bickering. Maybe we just have different skills. The father and son, they walk up to the top of the cliff, but the son falls off the cliff. Luckily, they're chained together. Dad lifts them up and explains to him that he goes to the war. He goes to war and he kills civilians for his sons. He does it for them. Wow. Then you find oh, out. So lucky. Do you know who do you know who the reconciler was? God. It was oh, God. Wow. It was God. And Ed was his messenger. And he disappears at the end. He goes through. He unlocks the door right. of the car. I don't want to watch it anymore. Actually. Oh, right. Absolutely. You've lost me. Sorry. Wow. Is it meant to be a horror movie? No, no, no. It's just meant to be a wholesome okay, family. Good. It's just like a sport. drama. Okay. All right. Uh, there wow. Some um, religious people who saw the hype of Saw and thought, hmm, what made this a big <laughs> How film? How can we. Uh, Oh, it's about being stuck in a room. That's all it's about. It's you know because- what, though? They're pretty smart because, like, for a lot of them, that would have been against their beliefs to go watch it. Like, that would have been a sin. They do not encourage the watching of Saw. So they were like, all right, well, everyone's hyped about it. What if we make our own thing, tell them that this is, like, what Saw is all about and it's going to heal your relationship with God? But it's, not even, it's, it's, it's literally about, like, if I was stuck in a room with somebody I don't like and the guy's like, hey, you're going to be trapped in here forever if you don't reconcile, I'd be like, oh, yeah, we're cool. I would either just get yeah. over my like, issue or I was going to say, lie. why can't they just lie? Yeah. It's against God. Like, yeah, we're good. Thanks, bro. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you healed our years and years of conflict. Thank you. But I, I saw that there were a few reviews for it from um, actual like oh, know, religious movie reviewers and stuff like that. And a few of them are just like, yeah, look, even for us, this is pretty rough. This isn't great. <laughs> um, so Damn I, I, will, I wanted someone to be like, that's their favorite movie and be so into it. I'll link it to you. I'll, I'll link some of the breakdowns I saw of it because I think you'll have fun with it. Or oh, we'll just please. organize and we'll watch I together. I will have fun. Let's get back to Saw, yes. though. Let's get back to Jigsaw. Because Yeah, no, I've got still a lot more to say. What <laughs> makes Jigsaw such an iconic character? Because like people now... If, if you would have set up, like, you know, iconic horror characters, you're going to have Freddy, yeah, Jason, your Michael Myers, <gasps> and you're going to have Jigsaw. Also, I, I know it's your shirt. Can your we pin- talk about this? this? Okay, tell us about I your shirt. I pulled out this shirt, okay? I got it in America. It says Faces of Death, and it's got, like, six iconic characters. I quite literally was so sure of how iconic the Jigsaw was that, like, I've never paid much attention, but I was like, of course he's going to be on this top. Pulled it out, and I was like, why isn't he on here? That's- I think... Very it's because a lot of horror nerds are like like sci-fi nerds, and anything made after 1990 is not considered good yeah. enough anymore. So I, I think that's it. So yeah, you, and they're also like, he's a puppet. Like we don't want him. He's not a person. Well, I mean, they're not wrong. If I saw, if I was trapped, <laughs> and we'll get to the traps in a moment, but if I was trapped and I saw this little fucking freak riding in this little little uh, tricycle, I would I'd punt him. I would kick him, I would break his <laughs> into splinters. Yeah, okay, so what makes him... S- okay, it's the laugh, I think. And I think it's just the, like, weird thing in horror movies where everyone's scared of dolls. Like yeah. Annabelle's and I such. think, yes, and, like, I think it's already, like, you're in a really uncomfortable situation. Like, a lot of them, they're in a dark room and they're trapped. And then, so you're already in such an unfamiliar, weird, uncomfortable situation. And then you have like a really creepy doll wheel its way out to you and start laughing. It's not that the doll is that creepy. Like, I don't think he's creepy at all. He's like such a frail, tiny little doll on the oldest, 
worst little tricycle of all time, you can actually see as it wheels in, it like topples over to each side because it's so flimsy. Um, so I definitely don't think he's like threatening. I think it's purely just that they're like, that's a creepy laugh and a creepy doll. This guy's messing with my head. Like, I, I don't actually think it's like, oh, it's creepy Annabelle. It's just like, ew, this is really like, this guy's just unsettling, being gross. So it, yeah. It, it's so weird, like, how uh, uh, Don Kramer can make the, he, he makes, in one of the Saw films, he makes, uh, he uses like an old motorbike and makes a giant fucking Thermomix that he puts a kid into, okay? <laughs> But he can't make a good look. <laughs> I want the bike to get better. It's like a little quad bike in the next film. Like, Rrr. Me too. I think that they should have like, and even um the Jigsaw himself, like I think it would have been really cool if, like very similar to like Freddy and Jason and stuff like that, like having their masks progress like over the movies and like a Jigsaw vegan get... crossover. Did you say a Jigsaw vegan crossover? No, M- Megan. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Megan. I was like, I don't. Uh, yeah, Megan. Megan. Correct. Thank you. Sorry. sorry. Oh my goodness. Me- the disrespect sorry, on her sorry. name. Mithrigan. Okay. Oh, I'd love that. That'd be great. That would be so good, Jesse. Oh my god. Wow, you just got me really hyped. Can you pitch that? Done. I just did. L- listeners, Lionsgate. <laughs> Lionsgate. I know you're listening. Give that one a go. Yes. Look, let's move on to the traps because the story in these films. Is yes. I want to know because I've got. I've written in my notes, worst slash best traps. What makes a good, an entertaining trap? Okay. So I think it is, well, this is really going to show how messed up I am. I was just going to say, like, I think it's the most entertaining is when, oh boy, the people really have to, really have to severely injure themselves to get I'm going to have to watch The Reconciler after this episode because this is dark. This is twisted. We talked about okay, fucking Bluey so- last week and now we're doing this. <laughs> yeah, look, okay. So there's a very specific trap that I want to talk about, like, but you haven't seen Sorex, so I'm not going to I'm not gonna talk about it, okay? Look. There's two traps I want to talk about. Damn it, Jesse. Is it the eyeballs? I do, but you know what? I want to talk about that for being one of the worst traps. As, that was so disappointing. Oh, okay. So he's okay. Cool. There is Not a trap when it comes to just pure, visceral, uncomfortable to watch. Like I actually squirm. Again, I'm, I mm-hmm. don't know which film is in, but there's a woman with a razor blade in her stomach, and there's some fishing line attached to it, and it comes oh. out, and it has to be pulled out. Oh, that gets Love me that. in such a way. I feel because look, a lot of these traps are, are, are stupid, yeah. like the ones. I think what makes a good trap is anticipation. So uh-huh. for me, a really good trap is that pendulum, the big knife that comes out. Oh boy, hang on! Really gets them. Okay. If anticipation's your favorite bit, then absolutely the newest movie with the eye trap is going to disappoint you. Oh, God so much. Damn it. Anyway, continue. Uh, Sorry. The ones that are just like instant death. Now this may just say a lot about me, but if it's like a choice between instant death and suffering, like. Close like the 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 mask with the spikes in it. Just fucking do it. Like honestly, just oh, Jesse, you have to remove your kneecaps. No, fuck you. Oh, so I think that's kind of why I like the ones where I'm like they've really got to work for it because it's like it's way too easy to just cut their leg off. Like as in, I'm not saying the person has to cut their leg off. I'm saying when the trap just goes. Okay, well, you didn't complete this little test. I'm just going to cut your leg clean off. Like, it's boring. Okay. You're going to jail off. Uh, I like the ones. You're going to be on a government (laughs) list. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really concerned. Like, I realize how much of this sounds very incriminating, but I wanted to say what my favorite, uh, my favorite trap is. I I don't know why. Like, it's always just stood out to me. And it's why I just really love the third and fourth movie. It's called the Angel Trap. And. Again, I think the person has it pretty easy, okay? But there is a twist behind this one. So basically the person is suspended in the air. Uh, they're like, a, you know, like two steel pylons next to them. And then they are suspended with their body in like sort of like a cage and then chains, uh, like holding them apart, basically, like holding them up like an angel in the air. It's very BDSM. And 
It is, yeah, it is, absolutely. And in front of them is a bucket of acid and the key is inside that. And basically Jigsaw says, hey, look, this machine's going to tear you apart. Just put your hand in the acid and grab the key. I personally think that's a pretty easy one compared to most of the people, okay? Um, They've got a minute to do it, which again, don't, like, number one rule of all of Saw's traps, don't waste your time. Gosh, do you just see it every single movie? He says you've got one minute, they spend 40 minutes going, I can't do it. And then they finally go, okay, I'm going to do it. And then they ran out of time. So they just spent 20 seconds of torturing themselves and then died anyway. So uh, she's meant to get the key out of the bucket of acid. She actually does this. Um, and then you're meant to unlock the cage. Um now, the only twist to this one is that Amanda is actually meant to help her out of it, like, uh, but for some reason chooses not to. I don't really remember. Um, anyway, the rib, like, she's in, like, a cage, and the cage just, like, she basically puts her hands up and accepts death, and the cage just pulls. It's literally entwined into her ribs, and it pulls all of her ribs out, and it's the most incredible thing ever. It's also a really aesthetic scene. Listeners, you can't see the sparkle in Lauren's eye right now. This is disturbing. <laughs> this is graphic. See, and they're, they're the traps. Honestly, it's amazing. The traps that you simply can't escape from, even if you do the thing right, they kind of annoy you because, like, that's the point of this film is to be a yeah. Like that one lesson. is a bummer because she she got the key. She did the hard yards. Whenever whenever the jigsaw voice is like, "Oh, we've secured these pipes to your spine." You're not getting out. I'm sorry, but if you if you put a bolt into my meat and it goes into my bones, yeah. I'm done. I am. I whinge a lot. Okay, I'll take a sick day if I've got a sniffle. <laughs> if you put a fucking hex yeah. bolt in my elbow, I'm like, kill me. Just get it. Not gonna lie, those are my favorite ones. When it's entwined into their body, I'm like, damn, they're really gonna have to prove that they want to live because the whole thing is like. You know, in almost all of them, the people are like, oh, Jigsaw, no, please. I would do anything to live. Just let me out, Jigsaw, please. And then he's like, all right, prove yourself. Um, This is literally entwined into your skin and you're going to have to pull it out and then you're going to be destroyed for the rest of your life. But you'll be alive. So you just said you'll do anything to stay alive. So, well, yeah, it's no problem. Just do it. Incredible. You're fucked, mate. (laughs) (laughs) I say that with all the love in the world. You're fucked. I think another one that stands out for me as just being like, oh, it's a bit much, is the pig guts. And one oh, the yeah, guy, that's gross. Yeah, a lot of them are a little bit too too gross to me, and it, it is what it sounds like. Something just drowned in pig guts. There is one that gives me the ultra ick, and it's just because of, like, just the phobia that I have is needles. Oh, um, yeah. Second movie, there is quite literally a pit on the floor, a big circle pit, and it is full to the brim of needles. And Amanda, or actually, I think any of them are meant to jump in there. Um, or I think it is designed for Amanda, but basically someone ends up pushing her in it. And she lands on hundreds of syringes. And it is unbearable for me. There's like 20,000 needles. And I, I read somewhere where each one of the points had to be removed um, individually. And then replaced with like a oh, soft no. tip. Also, the actor who plays Amanda is terrified of needles. So that's oh, genuine. Oh, gosh, genuine that makes it so much worse. That would have but been like, horrible. That's one of the ones I watch and I'm like, okay, that's, that's fucked. But I reckon I could deal with it. I can't watch it. Like, no. See, to me, that I... Whew. Do you watch some of these traps and be like, and you work out how to get through them? Oh, yeah. yeah. So with that I'm one... like, just put your hand in the acid yeah. and get it out. With the needles, plant your feet and <laughs> shuffle. Just shuffle. Shuffle forward. If you're shuffling, you can't step on a needle. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. You'll get pricked a few times. Your whole body is going to... Yeah, that's the worst way to go about it. Are you joking? I'd be shuffling. I'd be shuffling. <laughs> shuffle along. Oh, my gosh. That's you know, the worst okay. way you could go about that. So, for some clarity here, because at this point, everyone thinks or knows we are psychopaths, but you <laughs> you are currently doing um, uh, a little quest for charity. Um Yes. Really quickly, tell us about this, this cold water challenge you're doing. <laughs> wow, that's just gone from like absolute gore and torture porn to uh, I'll get, awesome. I'll get. Oh no no no! I'll get back to the to, to, the, to the torture. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so it's called Ducktober, and basically, cold therapy has been proven to help those 
struggling with that mental health um, because it basically, what's the word? Like it awakens your parasympathetic system. Yeah. And it actually like sets off a physical reaction in your body and it really helps. So uh, basically the challenge is to in some way have either an ice bath or a cold shower or swim in the ocean or whatever it is every day for October. And I have been doing that. And as I'm sure Jesse is about to say, like, hate the cold, despise the cold. Yeah. And somehow so, I've managed to do it. It's, uh, yeah, brutal. So, I mean, most importantly, if you would like to donate to, to Lauren's cause, we'll, uh, <laughs> yes. we'll, dro- we'll drop a link on our <laughs> socials and, of course, give her a follow and we'll go through her Twitter account and stuff like that. Yes, and- it's to raise money for those struggling with mental illness. and A very yeah, good cause. It, um, yeah, it is a really good cause. When you posted about it, I'd never heard of it before. So I messaged him like, what What are you doing? And you explained to me this whole Cold War thing. And it's like, you know what? I'm, you know, often low on battery. Maybe I'll give it a go. Yes. And the way you explained it, you know, just, just, like, just do it. And then do it, grit your teeth, and you'll be fine. You basically said, just fucking do it. But like, something a bitch, get it done. Yeah. And I did. Which is not like me normally. No. <laughs> just was, to add, I just want to add, like, that's not me. It was so out of <laughs> character. Is, like, it's the only way about it. Yeah. But I just, I'm just like, fuck it. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll try it. And look, for one, it works. I had one just before recording this um, because I was like on death's door today. And it does work. It, it It's crazy. Absolutely. But I like how you have the same thing. It's like, yeah, just, just do it. Just put your fucking hand in the acid. What are you talking about? <laughs> you got a minute, it's you know, like 50 seconds one left. One of those things you just have to do it. Like, I mean, I have to do this because I agreed to do it. I mean, obviously I could just bitch out, but I'm not going to do that. In these quests, in these quests, in these traps, you quite literally, it's your life. It's like, you've got to do it. Just do it. Like, stop wasting your time. Just get it done. It's going to be horrific, obviously. But just get it done. Just rip the bandaid off. Say, um, of course, if it happened in real life, I don't think I'd be doing that. Well, let's let's move to that. Like, say Jigsaw <laughs> traps you. Um, mm-hmm. And let's just say you're not in love with him like you currently are. He traps you. <laughs> what is what is Lauren's I'll try not worst to thank him. trap? Like, what's the trap that's going to be like, nah, I'm, I don't like this at all? You know what? I thought about this, and I think that I'm just such a whingy bitch that it would have to be just like a series of little inconveniences. <laughs> and I also think, like, I don't know why, but I was driving the other day and I thought, like, how annoying is it? Like, this, I didn't even have a can on me, so I don't know why this came into my head. But, like, have you ever, like, opened a can, whether it's, like, a can to drink out of or a can of, like, a can of corn, and, like, you cut your finger yes. on the... <laughs> So all I was like, okay, it's going to have to be some type of metal trap. Going to have to involve metal, like, preferably, like, <laughs> preferably rusty metal. Like, I'm not preferring this for myself. No, no, I no. I just mean, like, if he, <laughs> if he wants to be gruesome about it, like, make it horrible, rigid metal. Like, I I cannot take pain for the life of me. So he's going to make it awful. Um, I also cannot handle, like, being out in the sun. I'm a baby when it comes to heat. Um, and I also had this weird thing where I was like, I feel like I make, because like I said earlier, he makes some pretty questionable choices about his victims. And sometimes it can be people that just have depression. And he's like. Yeah, he does it a bit. Yeah. It's, it's, isn't there one, does. there's one where one of the characters like self-harms and he's like, oh, you did that. Yeah. So now I'll harm that's you. That's the second movie. Okay. And that's brutal. Like that's, that's why he's a lot of controversial. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's that was like, all right, uh, I see your mission, uh, Jigsaw, but uh, I don't know how I feel about that one. But I was like, that's what's going to happen to me. Like, that's why I would get abducted by him because it's like, man, I'm just making too many depression jokes. Um, I'm like, oh, I want to get run over by a train. And so he would, like, lay me down on train tracks um, in the middle of a hot day and he'd be like, all right, well, the train's coming in 30 or well, three minutes uh but i don't know what i'd have to do to get out of that like probably saw my legs out. like i'd be yeah. tied to the train tracks and it, it like of course because i said i love it it'd have to be like entwined in my body of course somehow and yeah i'd have to i love how it evolved from i really hate mild inconveniences to <laughs> i want to be baked in the hot sun and then bifurcated by a fucking train <laughs> 
Yeah, it got really dark. For for me, I think my ultimate torture is, so I'm not good with heights, but it'd be a certain height. If I'm really high up, if I'm like in a plane, I'm I'm fine. Mm. This is going to sound dark. The heights I'm fine with are if I'm high enough that if I fall, we're done. We're done here. Okay, because I I don't like the idea of pain. I don't... I don't like the idea of being inconvenienced by injury. Okay? Don't break my legs. Like, that's six months. Yeah, no, that's fair. If you're gonna gonna have to fall from a height, like, make it it be done fully. It would be like, there'd be a platform that's like, you know, seven meters high. That if I fell, I probably Mm -hmm. wouldn't die, but it would would hurt a lot. I would Mm -hmm. have, I would be shaking. I wouldn't be able to fucking move. I would tell him, I would tell Jigsaw, just, just rip my skin off at this point. I don't care. That would be my trap. Because even thinking about that is making me real uncomfortable. Yeah, no, that's fair. I'm actually petrified of heights too. So, um, no, actually, that's a good one. So maybe he'll put you on a train track on a hill. (laughs) Yes. All your (laughs) Amazing. All your nightmare at once. Yeah, all of it together. Now, uh, before we start to wrap up, were there any other thoughts, opinions, or feelings you have about Saw? Um... Man, I don't know. I, I, I just think it's great. I think it's, I think it's fun is what it is. I think the Saw theme is just about the best hype up music you can put on. The music is I think so good. That, yes, amazing soundtrack uh, overall. Like I think, and as well, that's probably one of the things that got me into it from the first movie. Because even though I didn't love the first movie, it did have a pretty sick soundtrack. Um, it's. Yeah, it's just really good, and I think you should definitely go watch the newest movie. I grinned the whole way through. I was squealing. I was crying. I was loving everything. It was an amazing movie. And, yeah, I just think it's fun. Just have fun with it. It's not the best acting. It's not the best movies, but it's great. It's good fun. Sorry, there was something about the acting. I I was worried I wouldn't get a chance to mention because I moved past it, but (laughs) now that you mentioned it, I've got to. The bit in in Seoul where Adam um, pretends to be poisoned... And he has, like, this, like, fake death scene to try and trick Jigsaw into releasing um, uh, the Doctor. And, like, I know what they're going for there, but it's so so goofy. But also, it's not far enough removed from their already bad acting that if you watch it, you're like, oh, no, no, he's trying here. Like, this is... Yeah. The acting in that scene is, like, a three, but the acting in the main parts, like, the actual serious parts of the film, are, like, a five. So it's really hard to know that they're joking. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. You're like, is he dying or is he... Yeah, is he you don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, right, yeah. All right. In three words, describe your feelings towards Saw. Oh, man. I had to be really careful about this because I said some weird words in the last episode. Um, I want to say John Kramer, Stan. Oh, okay. In my head, I'm just like... I was, I was definitely going to go in a different direction, that's for sure. Um, but I've decided against that. I, I was worried that you're um you were gonna say Jigsaw is daddy or something like that. And I'm like <laughs> Wait, why the last two episodes so you've been on this one and you've been on the episode about Lost and your final three words have both been about just like Dan one character far too much. <laughs> Maybe that's all I watch movies for is just to fall in love with it. I'm not in love with John Kramer. You Kramer, just okay? said he's it. He's just a nice old He's just a nice man. He's a nice old man. He's misunderstood. <laughs> He is misunderstood, okay? He's got a mission in life. He's not going the best way about it, but he's trying. He's got a passion, what? and a lot of people don't, and they're just dropkicks, so... What a controversial episode of Love Letters. But if you want more <laughs> of Lauren's controversies, where can people find okay. you, and do you want to plug your charity run as well? Oh, yes, definitely. So we'll leave the link um, to the Ducktober link below. Um, I believe the fundraising is only going till the 31st of October. I mean, you can obviously donate to the foundation afterwards, but that's just the Ducktober campaign. Um, I am Wendy Gert. So I was doing Twitch and YouTube. I am not at the moment, but you can still follow those if you give them a little Google. Um, but for now, honestly, you can just find me here. I'm definitely going to be back for future episodes. There's always so many things I can talk about. And um, if you have any horror requests, yeah, oh my God, yeah, we just do a whole Saw series. Um, I am the horror queen, so I'm always here to talk about horror things as well. So, Can you watch The Invisible Man and then we can talk about it? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, you need to watch Invisible Man and please watch uh, the fall fall on the fall of the House of Usher. I finished it last week. Oh yes, it I'm very keen to watch the that. The best oh, so you're show. About it. It's so. Oh, that's good. a big call as I well. Okay, it. he's made nothing but absolute incredible content. Now, if you want to listen to uh, past episodes with Lauren, future episodes with Lauren, or just any of the other episodes we have done, like I mentioned last week, we spoke about Bluey. It's been a bit of whiplash, and next week we're talking about Frasier. So it, it, we're, we're all over the place. Um, you can of course find Love Letters Show on Spotify and iTunes to subscribe, leave us a review, tell your friends, tell your enemies, trap somebody in an old garage with some twisted metal and make them listen to the podcast. Uh, if you want to tell us that you've done that, we are on threads and Instagram at Love Letters Show and because some jerk. Probably don't tell us though, that might be incriminating. Just just like a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I don't know what we, each one will represent. <laughs> uh, we're also on Twitter at love underscore letters pod because some jerk took the handle that I want. Um, so come give us a follow. We, of course, have some other shows on the Storybrite Podcasting Network. We have dialogue options if you're interested in your video games. And we also have the the new show, uh, The Falcon, a footy podcast, Ooh. which I am on. Uh, we talk about all things uh, AFL and AFL adjacent, if I can steal the parlance from another podcast, which I will. But with that, Lauren, thank you so much for incriminating yourself in this episode um, and for having a chat. <laughs> You're so welcome. So good. Uh, My pleasure. You're always welcome. Listeners, I hope you had fun. I hope you learned. I hope you loved. And I hope you lived. Yes. Uh, Thanks for having me. Anytime. We'll catch you all next week. Bye. Mwah. For John Bye. Did you just say for John Kramer? <laughs>